June 19, 1987, at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Earth passed into the extraordinarily diffuse tail of Rhea M, a rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for the next 8 days, 5 hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. Because this is Slashers! A horror movie podcast brought to you by three goons with nothing better to do on whatever night we had decided to record this week. I'm still using the same one breath. Are you impressed, gentlemen? To my right is Jimothy. Jim, the intern, Jim turn. How do you do, sir? Good. How are you? I'm quite well. And to my left, producer Chad, who remains producer Chad, despite the fact that he is a recurring character on the drama of my life. Chad, how do you do? Pretty dang good. And I am Jake. See, so we've done roll call. I'm going to I'm going to try and crowbar this into every episode because we have a lot of new listeners who are filing in and I don't want them to be like, who the what the who's guy is so loud? Oh, I should unfriend <laughs> him on Facebook. If it's loud, it's Jake. Yep. And if it's theatrical, it's Jake. And if it's annoying, it's Jake. And if it's an accent, it's Jake. Correct. Jim, <laughs> what's the best accent you can do? Uh, none. I would like I'm you to terrible do terrible at accents. That's great. That and makes it better for me. No, we don't want to go there. We end up being kind of racist or something. Whoa, okay. That's actually the one good excuse. Chad, what's your best accent? Oh, I'd have to be with Jim Turn on this one. (laughs) Wow, you guys not giving me much to work with. They have to just come to me in the moment. I can't cue one up. Oh, okay. You're at a Jewish deli (laughs) in New York. (laughs) Go. Yeah, but Jewish isn't in there. <laughs> I'm walking here. Hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, my lawn is for some reason in this Jewish deli. Because fuck you, guy. Skunad, huh? How about that, huh? Huh? I slap you mama's face. I'm totally Italian. <laughs> Somebody referenced Tony Soprano on my page today, and I was like, all right, cool. We're expanding from horror. Yeah, I've never actually watched it all. Neither have I, but I know the twist ending or whatever, and people are upset about it. Black screen. Yeah. Fade, or it wasn't Fade or to fade Black. To it was bl- snap, to snap to Black. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Of, did you watch The Sopranos? No, I, never. So I, I've dodged two bullets, or three bullets now, because originally it was Lost. My whole plan was I was going to wait till it was all done, and oh, I watched yeah, Lost, no. and then everybody's like, no, that ending's so unfulfilling. Why would I watch it? So I skipped Lost. Second. Second. Sopranos. Everybody's like, you fucking motherfucker. That's the worst ending because you don't know if he's alive (laughs) or dead. Uh, I'm pretty sure when a gun fires, somebody's probably going to. Whatever. You're wishful thinking you want your character to live. That's fine. Just like uh, Maximus Decimus Meridius from Gladiator. Everybody wants him to live. But does he? I mean, come on. No. And then third, of course, as Chad indicated, Game of Thrones. Thrones. I will not stop gloating. You and you and everybody was like, you should watch it. The best thing ever. There's lots of boobs. If I want boobs, I know where to find them. Dude, have you have you ever looked at boobs on Reddit? No. Dude. I've actually never been to Reddit either. Reddit can be rad. Ever. If you don't post anything, Reddit is awesome because people are so shitty that you'd be like, oh, I like the sunset. And they'll be like, you're a <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Because it's one thing to just downvote somebody. That's fine. It's diplomatic. You don't like it. You're espousing your opinion. But when you call me a cunt unironically for liking sunsets that's when we have a problem <laughs> what's the worst thing you've been called on the internet on the internet oh god nothing really you i have an instagram where you post pictures of flowers yeah i'm not even a big i don't know communicator I'm um, very wholesome 
Yeah. Do you think we should just totally raid his Instagram and be like, you fucking pigs, you <laughs> shit suck. And then people be like, what? He's just posting pictures of flowers. Do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love this idea. It's my new pet project. Jim, what's the worst thing you've ever been called on the internet? You've done a lot of online gaming. So. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I, I probably I don't remember. I can't remember anything I've been called, but I'm sure I'm sure I've been called some some horrible yeah, stuff. Yeah, I guess when you look back to when me and Jimmy used to just play Halo all night with like 14 year olds, then yeah, we've probably been called a lot. I think it's gotten worse. Oh, for I've sure. I've been playing PC games recently. Like it's hyperbole. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, N word, F word, everywhere. Every other sentence. Yeah, what? you can say the N word when you're over the internet. <laughs> And you're 11, and you exactly. don't know what it means. Yeah, no, it's 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 gone pretty bad. Chad, you can correct me. Have I told the story about people are people on COD Four? I don't think so. Okay, so years years and years ago, this is Call of Duty Four. There's the uh, map, I believe it's called Crash, where there's the downed helicopter in the center. We're in a game lobby, and these little kids are using the N word over and over and over again, and they're just yelling at each other, and it's it's tyranny. It is teenage t- preteen tyranny. How about that? And so I start singing as loud as I can, Depeche Mode. People are people, so why should it be? You and I should get along so awfully. And it's dead silent. These kids clearly have no idea how to comprehend what just happened. And this dude who's clearly smoked so much weed, I can almost smell it through my head. Says like, man, you like Buddha, Mr. Slice Bread. I don't know that. And I was like, this is everything I wanted. So this poor fucking guy, I assume he was black based on the cadence of his voice. I hope that doesn't sound racist. Sits there and listens to all these shit sucking kids screaming at each other. Then he hears me obnoxiously sing Depeche Mode. And he thinks that that's his Gandhi-esque sermon. It's the best thing that ever happened to me on the internet. Hey, that's a pretty good one. I hope I haven't told that story before. No, I really don't think you have. I think even my wife heard that story and she never talks to me about video games. And this <laughs> fucking guy, this is how nice Jim is. He's like, hey, would you like a PlayStation 4 and the one game that you coveted more than anything? And I'm like, uh, no, I have to add people who I don't know on Facebook so they might listen to my show. Thank you I should have brought it anyways, but you're welcome, yeah, Goons. No. You're yeah. going to get some more episodes. Seriously. <laughs> so this one lady on Facebook, because I've been adding people like crazy and trying to get them to listen to the show. It's It's working kind of. He, she goes, hey, uh, Jesus, Chad, it sounds like you sat on a duck that's alive. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so I'm, I send her a friend request and she's from Tasmania. She goes, why did you add me? Yes, I had several of those today. <laughs> I was like, I'll be completely honest with you. I want my podcast to get big enough so that I could travel back to Australia. That's like my goal. And she blocked me immediately. But I, I was typing my other like statements like, I know it's an untenable goal, but it's something that keeps me motivated. And she just completely blocked me. I was like, all right, fine. I click send anyway. And I turned it off. But I'm sure that's <laughs> happened more than once. That's just the one that was directly in my face. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a lot of good interactions today on Facebook. Because oh, yeah? I've been kind of behind on the whole Facebook branch out. Yeah, a little bit, but not terribly. <laughs> You've been doing other things, yeah. like having an anniversary. Congratulations. Woo! Eight years. Jesus. Seems like just yesterday. Yep. Yesterday. Just yesterday. I was happy. All my troubles <laughs> seem so far away. Wife and I saw yesterday, to tell you that? You did. And I said, what's that? Yeah. Well, last night we recorded a test bit of audio we sent to the patrons to say, hey, the thanks for bitty? contributing. What? Nothing. Anyway, they in the video, I was able to say 
in good faith and good conscience without misrepresenting the truth. I said, we saw yesterday, yesterday, because then it was yesterday, but now it's yesterday's yesterday. So it's a completely different situation. Anyway, my point <laughs> being, I actually liked it. It could have been better though. Jim, have you seen any good movies that weren't horror related lately? Yeah, we saw Spider-Man the other night. Spooderman. Yeah. We've all seen Spooderman. Yes. That was fun. I liked it. Oh, I loved it. Really good. So it's a hard question. So my cousin who I went with was like, hey, is that the best Spider-Man movie? And I was like, parts of it are. Parts of it are inarguably better than any other one. But at the same point, it's like, it's so weird. I, Into the Spider-Verse was kind of perfect for me. Like that was going to be really hard to talk. Right. But if you take it out of like, if you want live action, I'd say it's up there. Yeah. I mean, it's as good, if not better. Because here's the thing. Everybody really harps on Spider-Man 2 being amazing, which it is. It's great. But I love Spider-Man 1 in a lot of ways because I had never seen a film that did that. And so I think that when you take the chronological history, like the, the impact that it had, Spider-Man 1 is kind of superior in that way. But yeah, I heard a fan view of how they could have made Spider-Man 1 better. Are you ready for this? Spider-Man 1, you've probably both seen the test footage with the animatronic Green Goblin face. I probably showed it to you because I'm obsessed with it because it looks amazing, right? You have not shown it to me. Okay, well, I will. Uh, along with my penis. My uh. point being... So they went with the motorcycle helmet thing anyway. And one of the people was like, hey, well, what if when they're in the fire, the mask melted and then you got more of a goblin-esque mask? And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this movie came out 17 years ago and I never realized that's exactly what I wanted. I just knew how I wanted to get there, but I didn't know how to get there. And now it's wasted. But there could be a multiverse movie. Did you see that uh, fan-made trailer that was pretty dope? No, I haven't. So, like They literally cut together the Garfield, the Maguire, and the Holland. And so they're even interacting with one another. It's pretty cool. Sounds fun. You know that that meme where it's Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man and they're like, ah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw a new one where it's it's three of them and they're all pointing at different directions. And one of them is the Tobey Maguire. One of them is Tom Holland. One of them is the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. And one of them is, has like two plus two. And one is two times two. And one is two squared. And I was like, that's the best math joke <laughs> ever. And the fact that you delivered it through Spider-Man makes you... Same magnifique. <laughs> do you think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man? Yes. I do, for sure. I do. Easy. Yeah. Easy, right? Well, I mean... He's just like, so good. I, just yeah. Right. I think they need to turn up his intelligence a little to be comparable to the comics, but I think he's really great. He's young, kind of goofy teenage. I don't know. I really like him. My only complaint is that he's too reliant on Tony Stark. Right, I mean, right, right. Which is... I totally understand why. It thrust him immediately into the forefront of it. And now he's on a global scale. He's able to do these things. But, you know, I, I like it better that he's poor. I like it better that he's always struggling because that made him so relatable. I always said as a kid that if you took Spider-Man's lifestyle and mixed it with Bruce Wayne's abilities, you have the best superhero because it's me. It's you. It's everybody. It's <laughs> right. just a guy who's down on his luck, who's trying to do good the best that he can. But... I mean, truly, he's the right age. He's like the most fun age and he'll be the most fun age for a while. You can right. do the clone saga with him. You can do these awesome things. Yeah. So I like it. What about you, Jimbo? And he's got the best aunt. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The saying? most bangable aunt. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> I changed my mind. Happy's I, getting happy. I no longer want this podcast to get big enough to where we travel to Australia. <laughs> I want to travel to your <laughs> <laughs> Analingus, talk about that. Brian didn't know analingus was a real word. Yeah, that was. <laughs> he was like, ha ha, clever really... joke, Jake. And I was like, huh? I should have just taken credit with it and left it there. Like, oh yeah, of course. I, I invented analingus. We should have secretly snuck it onto the podcast so that he would have been like, ha ha. And then we would have been like, it's a real word. And then did it all through. I, then we would laugh at him. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Fuck boy. You're a fuck boy. <laughs> 
So we now have two official catch <laughs> slashers fraud <laughs> slashers podcast catchphrases, which are raw dog and fuck boy. And <laughs> have a real hard time expanding to new demographics. They're like, wait, what did he say? He said raw dog 17 times in an episode. <laughs> nah, it's not for me. Not my show. Not my Spider-Man. Oh. So we're kind of filling because Maximum Overdrive, like we said on the Wednesday warm up last week, uh, which was released last week, but it's for this week. Whatever. Fuck off. Boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is there's nothing story wise in this movie. All we will be doing is describing visual cues, right? Yeah. There's no substance at all. It just is cocaine driven insanity. And so... I would like to know from the people feedback. Do you like banter? Do you not like banter? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, we got to get straight to business. And then sometimes I'm like, fuck this movie. Let's talk about bullshit. Jim, what do you think your own taint tastes like? That is not something I've ever considered. Ritz crackers. <laughs> I think that it's, it tastes like uh, chili cheese Fritos is what I would suspect. Oh, yeah, that might be good. You ever notice how some B.O. smells like that? Not that I've smelled. Wait, are you trying, to, <laughs> you trying to say something? I old spiced it before I came in here. So I have noticed, and I will be serious, I have not eaten meat because of this little freakazoid over here in almost, what, a month and a half? Yeah, almost two months. Yeah, almost two months. I have less offensive body odor. <laughs> it's true. Not even joking. For all you fuckers who want to think that I'm like some like Sermon on the Mount preaching about veganism, I'm not. I started out being vegan because it was a challenge to myself and I felt so much better instantaneously. I was like, why the fuck don't I do this all the time? And that was fi almost 15 years ago. Yeah. And I'm not doing it for the animals. <laughs> well, like, animal rights came into it. But I have high cholesterol. I'm overweight. I was just like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. If uh, Kevin Smith can do it. Yeah, right. Come on. And that guy has like no muscle at all. At all. He's got He's like just, negative muscle. Right. He, he does the Bugs Bunny thing where he like does the bicep flex and it goes, <laughs> so yeah jim, but i do love you kevin sorry jim how's your body odor based on your diet i think it's okay <laughs> he's not lying folks i don't know if our fancy new microphones picked that up but i snorted him hard <laughs> honestly i felt it like in my back I, I breathed in through my nose so fast that's weird you have to decompress after this <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll do my inversion table, which is sitting haphazardly on the floor <laughs> to the right. So this movie, shall we get into trivia? Let's do it. Okay. In doing some research for this, I found out that my hero, Joe Bob Briggs, your hero, <laughs> likely if you're, if you're listening to us, but you haven't listened to Joe Bob Briggs, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's like going to like Burger King and not going to Gordon Ramsay's burger or whatever. Anyway, did you know his original st like stage name was going to be Bubba Gonzalez? No, I had no idea. Yeah, apparently he was talked out of it by his editor who was like, that might come across as racist. So he was like, racist? Why don't I come up with the whitest name that ever was? <laughs> Joe Bob Joe Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs. So there you go. Enjoy that kernel of knowledge that doesn't matter worth a shit. If you recall the trailer for this film, Stephen King says, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. I can't do the eye crossing, but you get the gist. <laughs> wrong. Oh, so wrong. Jesus Christ, he, he was so clever. This movie is so much patting himself on the back where he's like, I came up with a way for a guy to die because he had a fucking headphone on because technology. <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. The, we, the whole, we still don't even know how he died. He just had headphones on. Exactly. For all we know, he masturbated to death. <laughs> you don't know. You're not a forensic 
person. Death by exhaustion. Dude, I would love <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's the parody of uh, Lost Boys. I want the Southern California metalcore band version called Death by Exhaustion to tour with Death by Stereo. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you boys legitimately, is there anything in this film, no joking, that you could even pretend was scary? Oh God. Um no. Mm-mm. Not a goddamn thing for me either. And it's very frustrating. Like at least something, Stephen, like give me a kernel. Like I love horror comedy, but horror comedy needs to have a part where you're like disturbed. Nothing disturbed me except for the fact of like how much narcotic influence had on the screenplay, the directing and everything. Because goddamn, there's nothing. Right. And you got to use like legitimate threats, I think. Yeah. When you have like a truck that is one of the slowest like moving things to get up to speed and they could just like sidestep the truck and it has to do like a go a mile before it could U-turn again. And they're so <laughs> fucking loud. Like yeah. you think I'm loud. These fucking trucks are crazy. And how many people did they sneak up on? Oh my gosh. Like, multi- five. like three, at least five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy. Why didn't anybody try and get in one of the trucks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't do anything in there. I remember being a kid and I had this fat tail gecko and a cricket sat on his back and at first i was like haha idiot and then i was like wait a second that gecko's not getting him and i've always kind of <laughs> wanted to try it but the fact is is that, like no threat has ever approached me in a way that i could get on his back so <laughs> if we remake it again because it was remade in 1997 for a made for tv movie just called trucks which is the direct name of the night anyway not doing it <laughs> in a 2002 interview with tony magistrali For the book Hollywood Stephen King, he stated that he was, quote, coked out of my mind all through production, and I really didn't know what I was doing. Oh, it shows big time. Mm -hmm. Big time. Mm -hmm. Jim, do you think that he could have benefited from a directing for dummies? Yeah. What about a directing (laughs) for addicts? Yeah. What about a directing for addicts who write in the attic? A directing for anything. Yeah. Uh, And writing? (laughs) Yeah, he needed well, a ghostwriter for this. Seriously, or, oh or somebody God. to be like, "Hey, Stephen, you know what's not scary?" Well, okay, <laughs> we go back to the the. We're gonna have an argument on this show with each other, which isn't an argument because we're all gonna agree. But everything, if you allow anything to, that's not like microchippy to kill people, you then thereby have to allow everything. So right. if you're allowing the steam engine roller guy, you then have to allow the scissors which are one bolt and two pieces of metal because that's mechanical, right? right? You need to draw lines, define shit. Give me something to work with. Even bad horror movies can set up rules. Steven, even like in the field with the baseball players, one of the bikes seems to like slam on the front brakes and yeah. the kid flips over. And then the other kid hops on the bike and he's like, I'm going to keep going and never does the other bike go bad? Yeah, and there's no like influence. It's not like there's a green mist that covers this thing. And Correct. Like, oh, there we go. There's the contagion. There's the threat. No, it's just more. It's like that stupid Shanamalan movie that I haven't seen where the plants kill people. That one makes more sense than this movie. How? <laughs> I was expecting. One, oh, sorry, I was expecting at some point there would be an explanation like this can kill people or this has like right. something's taking control of this. And they're like, oh, get off the roads. And like, I thought they were going to get off the roads and ditch the cars. And like, no, they're just, you know, the hitchhiker and the guy are just happily going along in the car and the newlyweds. And like, nope, not those cars aren't going to do anything to them. Nope. 
they're but friendly. the other cars clearly <laughs> killed the people. Yes, like rolling them up in windows but and stuff. Here's the Which easiest. Which is so stupid. <laughs> the easiest argument: Why do the guns work for them if they are mechanical? Yeah. Yep. Done deal. So let's move on further into the trivia before we start complaining about the movie, which we all did enjoy watching, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to get too dour about this. Like, this movie is fucking batshit, but it's not bad. It Well, it's bad, but it's not like an excruciating watch. It's still entertaining. Yeah. Spoiler alert. For me, this is a, a trashic. This is not a tragic. Like, I think that it, it is bad. It is very bad, but I enjoy how bad it is. Yeah. And especially if you're watching it with friends, it's definitely one of those type of movies. Watching it alone, I think, is a little bit more difficult, but it's still uh, it's still entertaining. Absolutely. Agree, Jimbo? Uh, yeah. I watched it alone and I was very entertained. Did you get to watch it with no pants? I actually did. There you go. Cool. See, that's the thing. <laughs> that's why it was fun. See, Chad and I need to get to the point in our friendship where we can watch it together, but with no pants and not make it weird. Uh, I'm there. I don't know what you're talking about, man. No, not with your squeaky duck farts. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't want stains on my couch. <laughs> if you recall, this is something I'll throw Brian under the bus again. Oh, yeah. The Eminem. The goddamn Eminem. <laughs> the story. The first time Brian ever sat on my brand new fucking couch, he smeared an, one Eminem and it was a shit streaky looking thing across the entire couch. Uh, uh. It came out, but I'm never going to let him live it down. Enjoy this, Brian, as you listen. Anyway, in the same interview. Oh, here we go. This is, I like this. this is, he says the first emotion in both horror and humor is almost childish delight. And I, you could see he that comes from the guy who like gets titillated by his own stuff because they're the question that is prompted to him is hey do you ever get scared by your own stuff apparently he said he did during the shining and pet cemetery but it's like no nah, not really but then in this he's like oh yeah but it's it's fun you can see that in this film because everything is him like patting himself on the back like he 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 i'm gonna get them yeah this movie seems like it was made for a child <laughs> totally like <laughs> oh my god i'm blow drying my hair and it randomly wrapped around my neck and i died and i died also hanging halfway out a window so that you can see me it's if, just so stupid. If you fix the pacing issues around the sec end of the second act, this could be a really fun tweener where you show people because it's not very gory. There, I mean, apparently he was threatened with an NC-17 for gore that they had originally. And like, I would love to see that. So check this out, Jimbo. You remember the scene where the kid goes over the handlebars and he gets run over by the steamroller or whatever? Yeah. It's awesome. Well, originally, Stephen King gets a blood bag and shoves it inside the dummy's shirt <laughs> And he was expecting that the effect would be that when the steamroller goes over, the big wheelie thingy-majig would have a smear of blood on it. What actually happened is it <laughs> shot off like a geyser and looked like his head popped off like a toothpaste cap. <laughs> I would have rather seen that. Oh, yeah. for sure. So this ends up kind of in that weird bastard territory of like Leprechaun, where you know that it's supposed to be a, like horror, but it's not quite okay for kids. But this one, I think, is far more so. Like in terms of like the legitimate horror of it, like you might show this to a kid who's been jaywalking a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. Uh, in this same interview, this fucking guy says, you know what? I don't think I'm going to direct anymore because it's a, quote, primitive way to create. Yes. What? I was fuck? like, because you suck at it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anything he doesn't do well, I was like, ah, you know, it's, it's kind of base level. Not a big fan. Sorry about it. Yeah. What I have trouble with is how much he compared it of being better than The Shining. Oh, yeah. He claims that the only reason he was interested in directing in the first place was because of uh, fan mail he got where people were like, he ruined your work, Stephen. Stanley Kubrick is the devil. <laughs> what the fuck? Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. That's bizarre. 
not a fan. I mean, I'm like, I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan. I love Stephen King because I don't love Stephen King, if that makes sense. Like, I like the frustration that he imbues me with when I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Why is she in a gangbang? But then, you know. It, Childish delight. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Stephen. That's profane on a new level, Chad. Sorry. So. <laughs> I like Stephen King for some of his base concepts and building... I don't know, a structure. But yeah, all the endings suck. Almost every single one of his endings suck. Except for maybe like Misery. Oh, uh, so good. But I mean... Shawshank in, Redemption. In reading Misery... But those are also his other ones that aren't like super straight horror. Yeah, like Cujo. Or right, like, Stand By Me. Yeah, exactly. I think that he does a much better job because what do you do in horror? Either you die or you live. Right. Really. So happy endings are kind of an odd duck. Now... When he was talking about the whole I got shitty fan mail, blah, blah, he said that all of them had the same message. Quote, where the hell were you? You weren't there. (laughs) It must have been written by one person. (laughs) Did you fuck like the amount of time he spent on the set of Cujo? People were like he lived on the set. It was crazy how much time he spent on the set. I think I heard the same thing with uh, Langoliers, which is God. I thought he directed that. I think he co-directed with okay. one of the other guys. So awful. Terrible. No good. Awful. Yeah. Caca. Yeah. Tastes like penis. Shit balls. Uh, Tim, join in. This is the most fun we're having. I'm looking up Langoliers because I've never even. They oh. made fun of it on Rick and Morty. That brought it back because yeah. like the time thing that eats time or whatever. We like should watch it, but not review it because that's like double punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we do an audio track. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Work. So, by the way, we've we have the technology now. We can rebuild him. Blah, blah. Whatever. Bad joke. I get it. Fuck off. <laughs> They're but remaking we, that with Wahlberg. Yeah, we have yeah. the technology to Oh, don't remind me about that, dude. Oh, God. Well, you just, don't like Marky Mark, dude. And the funky bunch. I think that if they made the six million dollar man, but it was Ted three, I might enjoy it <laughs> just because it's the dumbest <laughs> presence in the world. But uh, my point is. We can do audio commentaries now. I have personally never finished an audio commentary. I've only watched like clips where it's just the best stuff. If you would like an audio commentary from Slashers, let us know. We'll be happy to do one. For sure. We'll test it out. Anyway. Oh, God. I'm getting so tired of this (laughs) bullshit. Stephen King said in the same interview that he believes the trick to making people scared is to make you care about the characters and then add twists to, quote, turn the reader inside out. Chad, did you care about a single character in this film? Yes or no? No explanation. Yes. Wow. Now I actually want the explanation. Jim, did you care about any character in this film? Yes or no? No explanation. Almost. Me? Not a one. Like, arguably the kid. Yeah, that's the only one yeah. I was going to okay. say. I just wanted the whole movie to be about the kid. <laughs> That'd be so Traveling much more through the whole town and witnessing all these people murdered and it, trying to find his dad. Like, that was the only thing that I thought was kind of interesting. The moment that he got me was... The face mask. I was like, yes. Yeah, right? That was I the best part. He's like, cool. Yeah. Oh, great. And then with this kid, if you did a reboot, it has to be from his perspective because you have the millennial kid who's always on his phone and he's like, oh, I need to get to my dad's work. Let me use GPS. And it's like, you are an asshole. You, you are an asshole. Yeah, right? And then, like, oh, I can't use my phone. And then it's like, oh, let me use a map. What's a Thomas guide? Ugh. And so you get like the weird, because I watched the, uh, the hot ones, free plug. It's truth or dab. And they've gotten Matarazzo and Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. And these kids don't know fuck all about old technology. Like they, they didn't know they knew what a VHS tape was, but they didn't know what a VCR was. Right. And so that kind of like 
in a like you can get the situational comedy from that, but then you can also have the legitimate scare of like this is a child in a very dire situation. I think that's way more compelling than Emilio Estevez. Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Let's get it out of our system now. There it is. The Mighty Duck Man. <laughs> All right. So Emilio said that working with Stephen King was, quote, incredible. Did you know that? Really? Uh-huh. And I don't gave, believe him. He kind of gave him a pass in this interview because he's like, oh, well, he came from two dimensions to three dimensions and he was dealing with other people. Dealing with other people, I will give him credit for. When you're your own author, he it's my understanding that his wife, Tabitha, does a lot of editing for him. And then it goes and it's almost in its final form when it gets sent. So he does not get very hands-on treatment, which is why there's certain books out there, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, but she a- needs to edit more. <laughs> after the film, Emilio has shown it to his mother, Mama Estevez. And she says, why did you do it? And Emilio's <laughs> like, oh, I really wanted to work with Stephen King. And she responds, well, couldn't you have helped him paint his house? And <laughs> Emilio says, I should have. <laughs> That's great. Because of this movie, both Emilio Estevez and Stephen King received Razzie nominations. Wow. Yep. I want a whole movie just about Emilio talking with his mom now. Seriously. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> Chats with Mama Estevez. So King wanted Bruce Springsteen to star in this film. The boss. No <laughs> joke. I mean, would that have made it better or worse? Way worse. I Way think. worse. But my wife would have probably watched it at least. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> it's it's such an obtuse idea because I've never seen him act. So I don't know if he has any credentials. Yeah. No, probably not. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go into this. This is a the fact that the sentence exists is very weird. So King wanted Springsteen so direly that he was like, all right, this needs to be the guy. And Dio De Laurentiis was like, you know what? Actually, you're going to have Emilio Estevez, who looks entirely different, completely different age group, completely different demographic, completely different presentation. And uh, there are allegations, I want to say this sentence out loud, that Stephen King subverted his own movie because he couldn't have Bruce Springsteen and they gave him Emilio <laughs> Estevez. Oh, like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Yeah, on cocaine. On cocaine, <laughs> which is just like a regular toddler. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Emilio Estevez says that Stephen King will still correspond with him and ask if they're on speaking terms because he thinks that like the movie was so bad. <laughs> it's kind of cute, right? Oh. So uh, my last bit of trivia. On July 31st, 1985, tragedy struck the set of the film. Blah, blah. There's a radio controlled lawnmower in it. Now, the guy who is working on set, Armando Nanuzi was like, hey, Steven, we don't need a blade in this. You can't see it. And Steven was like, no, you need to do it. And the guy's like, but seriously, the blades underneath, you don't see anything. The intimidating part is what feeds the grass into the blade. Steven says no. So he hits a piece of wood, which is the support to keep it up for the shot, flies. The dude loses his right eye, <laughs> sues Stephen King. They settle out of court because basically Ooh. he said, you were fucking incompetent. You never should have been a director. You imperiled lives. And I suffered as a result. It's yeah. amazing. And he was suing for a lot, like 18 million or something. 18 million in 1987 money. Exactly. Ooh, and he settled out of court. So I guarantee he made a pretty penny. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but that's like what one book for Stephen. What's he care? Yeah. Statistics, gentlemen. Let's do it. Budget nine million dollars. Domestic gross seven million four hundred thirty-three thousand six hundred sixty-three dollars. Yeah. Hey Steven, you failed to make do on your promise to scare the hell out of anyone. Uh, I think the only he person scared the investors. 
You know, <laughs> there's that old story that the first film was of a locomotive and they played it. And when the locomotive is coming towards the camera, people ducked. Those are the only fucking people who would be scared of this fucking film. <laughs> yeah. Ah! But I think they'd be more afraid of the fact that there was a goblin face on a truck for reasons. Uh, the film came out July 25th, 1986. You know what else came out that weekend? What? Haunted Honeymoon, Heartburn, and Out of Bounds. But this is the one that matters to Chad. Yeah. Chad, your favorite movie of all time is? Big Trouble, Little China. And it came out the same goddamn month. This movie stood no chance. If you're like, hey, do you want to see a movie about a scary truck or Kurt Russell with a mullet, no sleeves on? I'm like, yeah. With a guy who shoots lightning. Like lightning. How's the rest of the... Do the Rocky Horror song for us, Chad. I don't don't know know the song. I'm not a music man. Ballroom Blitz. Oh, yeah, the Bollywood Brits. There we go. Can you do it, Jim? <laughs> no, I can't. Please, for the love of God, do it. Save me from myself. Uh, the the runtime of the film, 94 minutes. Is it easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, or can some fat be trimmed? Fat could definitely be trimmed. Yeah, this is one I would comfortably watch at less than 90 minutes. Like, yes. I think 84 minutes is much better. <laughs> and I know that 10 minutes, you're like, eh, whatever. But when you think about numbers, you're talking about cutting out about 10% of the film at that point. And I think that's what it needs. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. It didn't feel overly long to me. Like, Not at all. Right. But it definitely... When you have the girl standing outside screaming, we made you twice yeah. in two different <laughs> scenes, you're like, okay. We get it. We get it. But here's the problem. So if you have gravitas and sincerity and emotion and something serious going on, you don't realize how long you're sitting there waiting. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that like the whole goddamn sewer scene cut it i don't care yep you're saving a character i didn't care about done first of all they're going into the sewer to avoid the trucks and they still have to cross in front of the trucks to get into the sewer yep so stupid yes so the movie was directed and written by stephen king shocker we've already talked about it music by acdc for their album who made who yeah stephen king offered them a cameo because he's the reason they even got into the movie in the first place because he was such a huge fan he offers them a cameo and they're like hard pass <laughs> good eye might they can't be knew, in your movie yeah they knew it was gonna be bad i hope so wow that's impressive and if you notice in the trailer of the film there's the halloween three season of the witch music kind of neat and then you hear the psycho ripoff for the entire fucking movie yes god damn it that's annoying and it's not good at all oh it's so overt and it's just not and loud annoying yeah we agree that's the scariest part of the movie is the overuse. <laughs> oh, God, that's fair. Yeah. Or like, if I hear it one more time, I'm just going to like stab myself in the shower. <laughs> you know, when you're doing like the I'm showering off the stank of some hooker lady, you know, you've been both been there for sure. And then you just stab yourself in the chest because you can't think about the atrocities you've committed. That's where I was after watching this. <laughs> oh, I never have that end part. I usually revel in my. Let's ruminate. You're not you're not <laughs> spilling body fluids out of your chest cavity, but rather you're Yep. Hoo-hoo. All right. <laughs> Nicknames, snicknames, prick names. Yes. Jim. Jimmy, you gotta carry the load on this. Do you have any? What are we gonna start with? Emilio? Yes. Which I mean, come on, Emilio. As, as William <laughs> Bill Robinson, yes, I agree. You have to do it. <laughs> Did you know that Chris Kattan's biography is called Don't Hurt Me? And uh, in direct reference to the night at the Roxbury, which he apparently broke his fucking spine while on Saturday Night Live and had to have like five surgeries in his neck. Yes. Poor fucking guy. But anyway, 
I say this because Emilio Estevez was referenced in that movie, though not appearing on screen. He is the son of Martin Sheen, the brother of Charlie Sheen, and the nephew of Joe Estevez. At this point in his career, I want to point this out because this shows you why his mom is asking, what the fuck are you doing in this movie? He had done The Outsiders, Repo Man, Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's Fire. He wrote and starred in That Was Then, This Is Now, and this is just before he wrote, directed, and starred in the movie Wisdom. Yeah. At 23 years old. (laughs) Yeah. That is crazy. She's so justified and be like, hey, you know how you took a hurdle backwards? Why? <laughs> I had a yeah huge conversation with my wife about this because I was like, why did he stop making movies? And then I was looking through all the stuff he's done. I was like, oh, he doesn't need to do anything ever. Ever. Right. You have a I can watch th- Breakfast Club a hundred times in a row. I love that movie. It is a classic for a good reason. Yeah. It, and like nothing really happens. It's like kids hanging out, but the dialogue and the characters. Oh, it's great. Doesn't it feel like a Tarantino film? Yes. Very much so. Yep. That's one of the things that Tarantino has done well. I didn't like the hateful eight personally, but I think that he's never had a tremendous failure. I he's, have a super hard on for his movie coming out. Oh, the once upon a time. Hollywood? Yeah. Well, that's a second to last movie. I mean, imagine being able to go out on your own terms and say, you know what? I'm gonna make 10 movies. I'm gonna be gone forever. You're not gonna see me again. Yeah. I mean, I know this is coming from him, but he's swearing it's like his best movie ever. And I just like everyone that's in it. Well, his next movie is supposed to be a Star Trek film, which I obviously I'm the target demo for. Definitely. But I've read multiple times that he's referred to it as a horror film. Oh, which that would be awesome. Dude, that's what I I want. New Mutants to come out because I want it to exist. I want to exist. Like, Bright, bright burn, whatever. Fine, fuck off. I want to see <laughs> this. I want to see superheroes against a fucking demon bear. If you've ever read the underlying referential material, it's really, really good. And so the idea of like, why not have a fucking movie set in Dagobah for you Star Wars fans? I, that's not Star Trek. I know. I'm trying to meet you on your terms because you're all very savage individuals who want to try and argue with me in a losing effort. <laughs> My point being, imagine how cool, like my, one of my favorite parts about Empire Strikes Back is when Luke has that dark scene where he fights himself and like, it's so weird. Now imagine an entire movie kind of like Far From Home where somebody doesn't know what the fuck they're seeing and they're trying desperately to survive in an environment that's trying to kill them like Robin Williams in Jumanji. (laughs) I just rewatched that with my kids. So good. Loved it. David Allen Greer is a fucking gem. (laughs) For sure. All right. What's his nickname? It's Emilio, right? Emilio. We have to, unless you got one better, Jimmy. No. No, you don't. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) This is going to be the worst one. Pat Hingle as Bubba Hendershot. Yeah, because he's Bubba, yet he calls everyone else Bubba. Yep. And it's, it's just weird. Not a fan. No. And the character doesn't really do anything. Can we just call him the boss guy? Just call him, yeah, the boss or dipshit. Let's call him dipshit instead <laughs> dipshit. because the boss is referential to, of course, Bruce Springsteen. Moving oh, that's on. true. Laura Harrington as Brett Graham. She was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Did you add that note? I did add that note. Very good. I was like, I didn't note that. So what are we calling her? Can Grape we call her lady. Bart? <laughs> Grapes. Bart? <laughs> she, did, Bre- she did say, eat my shorts. Yeah, she, she does. does. Yeah, okay. she does. That'll be our one of our and two. And Brett Bart. I mean, it's close enough. Yeah. Not Bright Bart. Just to make sure. Brett Bart. Brett Bart. <laughs> Bart. Okay, so we have Bart, and we might as well just go straight into the Yeardley Smith as Connie, who is obviously Lisa, Lisa Simpson. Simpson. And if you know your Simpsons lore, you will know that Homer is in an episode called Maximum Homer Drive, where he's 
driving the big rig and he falls asleep and he realizes they're all automated. Oh, Classic. I actually have not. Oh, well, you should have. You should have done your research. I Jordan. definitely should have. Jesus Christ on a shingle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. John Short is Curtis. Don't care. Wanda, Handy. Bra- oh, Brad is the guy who gets killed at the end. He lives through 90, 98% of the movie and then he's he stealing wanted? a ring and gets killed. <laughs> yeah. What a fuck with. I love it. Well, none of these people fucking matter. Are we done with nicknames already? Oh. Yeah. they really. Well, what about the boy? The boy's the only one that kind of sticks around. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if it's Duncan or if it's Deke. It's it's Deke, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not J.C. Quinn. So it's Deke Keller or Duncan Keller. His dad is the one who shoots gasoline into his own eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus. Oh. So, uh, yeah. What are we calling the kid? I don't know. He's like the real character, the real hero, unlike everyone calling Emilio a hero. <laughs> That's kid's true. awesome. Um, I don't know. Dennis the menace because he's got Ooh. blonde hair. He rides around on a bicycle and he's all like the baseball Meh. cap. Yeah. yeah, that works. I kind of wish that he did something proactive though. Like what if he used his slingshot to like distract a truck or something right. beyond just looking at the aftermath of horror. Right. The only thing that they give him, which was really lame was the food talking, um, <laughs> yeah. the drive through. And the he's like, this is for my dad and blows it up with a, Machine gun. That's very true. But it's not juvenile, right? It's, it's, it's a very adult thing to do. And right. I think but he should have killed a truck or even the main last truck. Something like that Emilio would have been much better. Right, exactly. Yeah. He does. This is revenge. This is fucking poetry. This is Shakespeare. This is I am Hamlet. Anyway, ready to move on? <laughs> Sorry. We can call him Hamlet, too, if you want. <laughs> I don't know. Which is better, Hamlet or... No, it's not because he doesn't get the revenge. Sorry, I'm fucking crazy. It's Dennis the Menace moving on. Jim, you are in charge of recapitation. All right, recapitation. So Earth passes through the tail of a comet and all the electronics or mechanical devices start turning Much on the humans <laughs> and starts killing everybody. And we've got some people trying to survive and that's pretty much it. And they do survive. Most of them. Yeah. And surprisingly. He yeah. gave you a, a copious amount of detail, motherfuckers. This is not like a very vague recapitation. <laughs> like, it's it's oh. perfect. It's crazy. Like stuff happens, people live is a pretty great way of doing it. So I commend you on your first recapitation, knocking it out of the park. Brian, watch your back. Oh. Jim turn is going to take a gym turn <laughs> for the worst or best. <laughs> I don't know. I was just excited turn. about making a, a pun with the word turn in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you ready to start the sleigh by play? Chord? Sure, let's do it. Do you want to uh, reread that quote? Since the movie starts out with a quote and it's ridiculous. Uh, on June 19th, 1987 at 9.47 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Earth passed an extraordinarily diffuse tail of Rhea M, a rogue comet. According to astronomical calculations, the planet would remain in the tail of the comet for eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so This from- is clearly from a writer because he's like, hey, I'll just tell them everything that happens in a paragraph. No, show me, you whore. It goes like exactly, gah. and no character is going to know this information. Only the viewers are going to. Walk. And when he gives it to the hitchhiking girl, yes. and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's this comet that I heard of." Blah, and then Emilio Estevez, with no fucking context, <laughs> with no proof, is like, "Imagine you're an alien and you're in the you're chasing a comet. How the fuck would you know, parolee?" Exactly. Both of these people have no classifications for figuring this out. 
Or also, if it's like machinery, I was like, why wouldn't bombs just be going off like military? Yeah, dude. All the like rockets. Oh, yeah, missiles. Exactly. Skynet. Anyway, so after that uh, quote pops up on the screen, we start with uh, machines just getting salty. Is that the correct word? Fuck you. Is Fuck salty you. still relevant? Fuck you. Yeah. I'm kind of old. I don't know what that means. But uh, I think nowadays I it's it. stanky. Stanky? Stanky leg? All right. Anyway, so... We end up uh, seeing in front of a bank, a marquee sign is just saying, fuck you. <laughs> and Super that part's subtle. funny. It's great. Well, I like it a lot because I was like, did I just awesome? Right. And I so didn't this remember is, that when I was a kid. This I'm, is the type of stuff that like made it interesting in the very beginning. Yeah. Because then you get uh, Stephen King walking up to the bank to take out money. And <laughs> he uh, basically puts his card in and the bank's ju- the screen's just telling him he's an asshole. You are an asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Come over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. And then we cut to a bridge where one guy's picking his nose. They're hanging out. They're, I don't get how why he makes all his characters like extremely dumb. Yeah. Well, they're either dumb or fucking omniscient. Yes. Yes. There's no like in between unless you're maybe a main character and that's it. Yeah, and so they're playing cards, picking noses. But they control a hydraulic, huge bridge. And why is there two of them for the one job? I, this is a weird thing. Like, right. I don't know. At first, I thought they were an air traffic controlling tower. Yeah. And it's for one bridge. Yep. Weird. <laughs> so you see uh, the knobs on the bridge turn, and the bridge starts rising up, but the traffic lights are green, so all the trucks and cars are still driving onto the bridge. It's a much more realistic representation of it. It's not like they're ramping off and shooting across. They're accelerating up it, so they're at a very static place when it's up. Right, and the bridge is super slow motion, so some of the trucks and cars get up pretty high before you know they can like really stop, and they can't turn around because it's a bridge. This scene was probably one of the most entertaining scenes, I'd say. Oh, no doubt, for sure. This so, is my favorite scene in the whole film. Right, so... Well, I take that back. The best scene is the ba- the baseball. The steam. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Steamroller. <laughs> so uh, the the bridge goes up and just cars start tumbling down. Uh, motorcycle slides down. Guy slides off the bridge. A lot of just chaotic stuff. You see an ACDC van get smashed. Which they're playing the ACDC music at that point, which is pretty right. dope. And then you get watermelons everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird scene because there's just watermelons off of a truck breaking all over the floor one's flying through the air through a sunroof into a girl's car and it's like high and i don't know how it would have ever gotten that high you want to know something fun yeah let's hear it that woman was almost the madam president marla maples is one of the ladies in the car and she was the the second and only American wife of Donald Trump, who started off as his mistress. They <laughs> married in 1993 and divorced in 1999. Wow. That's how deep I went into this. I plunged it. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Uh, so from Marla there, does not steal the show. No. So from there, we cut to. Oh, sorry. They're, the controllers then end up just yelling at each other. Yes. But they do not establish that either of them tried to use the controls to fix the situation. Yes. One's just like yelling, you're an idiot. This is an emergency or something. It's really stupid. Why wouldn't you just take a shot inside where they're like fiddling with the knobs that aren't working and then they're yelling at each other as opposed to them being outside? Like Exactly. Then it just goes to further human error. So it's like, oh, okay, they are still stupid and booger eaters, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, continue. Sorry, so was super weird. We cut to the first scene where you see the green goblin truck who is the star of the film yes but again downplayed greatly 
Yeah. Yeah, well, in, in the short story trucks, there is no centrifugal character. And right, I think that but this you is need like a head important. villain. And exactly. I feel like they do not feel, fill that role with this truck. Emilio Estevez comes up and talks to it once. Yep. You see him a couple times like moving. He barely, he doesn't even kill anyone, I don't think. He misses the guy. He reverses back he and hits into him into the creek and he ends up dying later. Yeah, right. But that's like the only one. Like this is, I don't know. Anyway. He should have been more. You could have reduced the amount of trucks and gave this truck a lot more of like the evil intent. For sure. Look at Christine. Right. Exactly. The way that they shoot that car. It, it, even if it's not scary, it looks malevolent. Whereas right. in this, it's just like, oh, you literally have a face with red eyes, but I am not intimidated by you at all. Exactly. And they don't have a whole lot of fun with it either. I don't know. It's weird. So pretty clearly it's Pennywise on the back of it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a big clown painted on the back of the truck. So this truck um, pulls up into the Dixie Boy, which we talked about on the Wednesday warm-up, yep. where it doesn't make much sense because the logo is a comet, a green but comet, it says yeah. Dixie Boy, so it's kind of funky marketing, I guess. Cocaine yeah. again. That idea can suck my Dixie, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's why all the trucks were coming here for diesel because of the comet. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're here. <laughs> that makes sense. That's actually a very salient point. It's like, oh, <laughs> home. Uh, so the truck goes to the Dixie Boy. Did you notice that inside the diner, the radio is not working and they're like yelling at each other? This felt like the opening of Legion. Yes, it did. It did. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a referential thing or if it was just lazy film production on their side. But I was like, oh, this is very familiar. Right. And everyone is just awful to the waitress. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, sugar. Hey, sweetie. Hey, tits. I don't know if they say that, but it's everything's like that. Sugar boobs. <laughs> so the truck driver comes out, says fill her up. He goes in to the Dixie boy. And then we have Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Slinging hash. Yes. He's the cook. Yes. And then it cuts immediately to a black guy who, what's the first words out of his mouth? Do you know it? Oh. The, the pinball machines are breaking. And he says, yo, mama. That's right. <laughs> what? Oh, Stephen King. And it's such a weird cut, too. Like, the very short shot of the pinball machine, like, freaking out. And he's like, yo, mama. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so obtuse. It's like. And of course, in Stephen King fashion, it gets worse. Oh, yeah. He then becomes a thief. Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So the change machine starts flowing, the cigarette machine, the coffee machine, and he's just stuffing his pockets. Yes. Great. Super progressive Steve-O man. Very good. <laughs> Classic so, Stephen King, though. If, you have... know, if you've read any of his work, it's almost always this, where either you know, there is the expression, the mystical blank word that I'm not going to say. <laughs> even though I've read To Kill a Mockingbird. Anyway, continue. You're either that or you're a bad yes. person. So Emilio, Emilio gets called into his office by uh, Dick. What's his face? What do we call him? Dipshit. Dipshit. <laughs> gets called into the dipshit's office and he pretty much says, hey, I want you to work nine hours and only clock in for eight because I'm not paying you overtime. And Emilio's like, no. And He's like, Emilio, no. Emilio, no. <laughs> And he's like, see this star on your time card? It means you're a parolee. So you're going to do it no matter what, or else you're going back to jail. And yeah. So then we cut back to the black man who is in the arcade, which I've never seen an arcade that filled inside like a truck stop. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. But you're forgetting my favorite part of this whole movie when I was a kid. Well, at least this part that visually stuck out to me the most. Which one? The electric knife. Oh, <laughs> 
It's <laughs> That's dumb, right. so I can see why you'd forget it. But I can yeah. never look at an electric knife because these apparently <clears throat> were really prevalent in the 70s and 80s, but I never see them anymore because now we have like Japanese steel knives that can cut through fucking hammers and stuff. And pennies, yeah. Yeah. So the waitress is sitting there. She's slinging hash because Emilio has been gone in his meeting with dipshit. It starts vibrating. It cuts her arm. There's a complete psycho ripoff with the sound. It falls on the floor. It cuts her foot. And then Emilio. <laughs> this is great. Imbued with the worthiness of Thor himself, lifts a hammer and smashes the fucking thing. And then it cuts the arcade. Right. Sorry, Chad. No, that's that's a very good point. And he takes like four hits to destroy the thing. And everyone's just standing around watching. It's great. Ye verily crash. <laughs> uh, so then we're in the arcade. The black gentleman has everything covered or he has like everything stuffed into his pockets and he's about to walk out. And one of the machines, do you know which one machines it was? Uh, was it magic castle or something like magic that? Magic castle, maybe space castle space. Somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, it starts sending out weird images that seems to hypnotize him and he grabs it and gets electrocuted and dies. <laughs> this is pretty hacky. Yeah. Like I get that it's supposed to be a fun special effect, but it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh. Right. The idea of like inducing a seizure and then him falling and hitting his head, I think is way more interesting because the idea being like, that's relatable. That could totally happen. And I think that that would be a nice ramping up because here you go from this crazy scene with watermelons and, and the bridge and everything. And then to kind of downplay it to a very relatable situation with just like a seizure and a head trauma instead of but even i don't think even a seizure would have translated to make it a good way to die on this movie no and the electrocution's like well why can't everyone just be electrocuted by all this stuff around us exactly that's what i'm saying right right right. it sets up a different rule because you and i because we watch it together like when they're using the fucking flashlight later why doesn't the flashlight shock them why doesn't this do this? Like every single fucking thing. Like when they turn on the lights with the light switch, why doesn't that electrocute right. them? There's so many things where you're like, this just exactly. inherently doesn't So when sense. they go to like the burger shop and it's saying human alert, why wouldn't the radio inside the place where she's trying to get it to work be like, you're going to die? Something like that. Yeah. Anything. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So- I'm going to get riled up. So I'm trying, <laughs> trying to be cool. Because I'm like, again, I did like the movie. I just think that it doesn't make any butt fucking sense at right. all. Right. So dipship yells like what's going on in there now and they run in and find uh the guy dead jim do you want to walk us through the baseball scene sure yeah do it. Da, da, da. it's the best one da, da, it da, is da, the best da, da. it actually has my best my favorite part in the movie slayer yeah. game but eh, i think so for I me think, at least i think, I think so for sure i think well, we all agree actually i think it's a different it's probably different for me than for you but in the same scene okay, okay. let's hear it but um so yeah so the base it starts off with uh some kids playing uh in a baseball game and they win very quickly and the, all the, the other team absolutely disappears in like a second yeah right yeah. <laughs> getting the fuck out of dodge and, fuck uh, sportsmanship i'm not shaking your hand <laughs> they were just there one second they go on the next and then the coach is like, well, let's get some sodas. And he goes over to the machine and buy you cool kids some pop. <laughs> yeah. And he's putting coins in and then out starts pop flying the cans. That was actually my favorite. That was, I just, it was so Him? ridiculous. Yeah. The, the yeah, soda yeah. death. The <laughs> acting in the soda death is great. He's like, oh, like, oh, it was great. The um, soda is so dumb, but I love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so can I, can I mention the carbonated vasectomy? That's what I'm calling against <laughs> hitting the nads. Yes. So good. And you've seen so many things replicate that. Yeah. This uh, even reminds me of the make seven up yours Orlando Jordan guy who had, remember they had like the tank Sprite can that was going on the beach and shooting people. I don't know. I don't remember that. I, see, I don't remember that either. At our age group, most people were just like, oh, that's fun. And I was like, it's maximum overdrive. And people were like, you're fucking weird. It's the part where you say, 
Eddie, pull that up for me. Who? Eddie. Eddie? <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, I thought his name was Jamie. Is it Jamie? I thought it was Eddie. I don't well, know. I, Maybe it is Jamie. I think it is Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, bud. That makes but sense. anyway, definitely. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Oh, fun fact. That was supposed to be your job, intern bitch. But Brian left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he gets hit in the crotch and then gets hit in the face. <laughs> and then he's got this big old... Uh, it's almost a hole. Yeah, it right. Is. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's, and then the, the machine's going for like the kids. And at it this hits point, the one kid in the low back, and he's he like, ah, shit. I was, I was telling my wife like I I would take the pay cut to be the guy who gets to throw soda cans <laughs> at kids. Keep going. But the the like arc on the cans at this point is just like someone's just kind of lobbing them for sure. Right, because <laughs> no line drive at all. The opening is like so low to the ground, yet it's shooting all the way across the field. It doesn't. <laughs> Make any sense and uh and then so who is it what's his name dennis the, the menace. dennis dennis the menace comes up and puts on his mask and blocks one and goes to the coach and he's like there with uh, the yeah head. army crawls to him it's army like totally to the coolest part I also think. like the way he like fends it off is very like captain america <laughs> yes. he's like ping yeah, you can't touch me not today yeah <laughs> yeah the only badass like, move in the i can do this all day <laughs> right <laughs> um, and so he checks on his coach and then he's like nopes out of there and he's running and then his other friends on the bicycle yeah his, yes. his, his friend on the bicycle gets it's like he stuck a freaking stick in his own spoke <laughs> and just flips over the handlebars and then the steamroller steamroller out of nowhere out of through, nowhere through the scoreboard scoreboard yeah. and gets the kid i thought that was a good one too i was like ooh, that's i think my slay of the game is that when yours too Chad? i think so too because you're so you're like weird. oh yeah they're gonna get out he's gonna like get out of it and it's just gonna smash the bike or something and you're like oh no stephen king went for it and just smushes <laughs> the kid completely seriously after like having that remorseful moment with cujo and saying oh the kid should have lived like five minutes in this one it's like kid death yep can't can't waste any more time yeah, so, and, yeah. and then uh the kid gets out of there right and then this so. is where it gets a little interesting too because the kid just starts driving through or riding his bike through the city very post-apocalyptic right but the kid doesn't have like any emotion on at all yeah. maybe if you say he's in shock or something but he just starts seeing dead body after dead body after dead body after seeing his friend just get smushed and he's kind of just stoic and didn't say anything seems to just be like oh i'm gonna go find my dad yeah and this is something where if he was more proactive that is the steely resolve of a hero if he's just sitting there kind of catatonic it's like all right you're just a kid like that's fine but uh this is where we get the cut to the girl who's hitchhiking with the yes. guy there's all those shitty little religious comics everywhere and effectively he talks about being a peddler of fake religious wares he tries filling her up multiple times just weird as they pull into the gas station, she's leaving. She took it off of me. And the goblin car starts revving. It drives, but it's not. You know, so it's being filled up and it rips out. She saves him, which is weird that she's saving the guy who's assailing her. And then he backs up into the guy. It's Pennywise. He falls in the creek. Yes. This is where we go to the just married couple. Who's taking the just married couple with Lisa oh Simpson and God. Mr. Lisa? I hate this character so much she just screams the whole entire movie in a very high-pitched sound i love it but anyway they're just married they're driving on the freeway they stop for directions right yes, i think so because yeah. i don't think they fill up at all yeah they just get out and they instantly see a dead body she screams of course because all she does is scream and then a big truck 
comes out from like behind a bunch of destroyed trucks, like just a junkyard, and it tries to run over the husband. Oh, this is after he walks out of the gas station. Because there's, if I'm not mistaken, the clock is going backwards and there's blood smeared on it, which is like... Oh, that's right. He does see a little bit more blood everywhere else. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but keep going. I only remember it because it's like there's no real gore in the movie. And it's like, how the fuck did somebody get blood smeared on a clock on the wall? Right. And it's just spinning around and around. Yeah, you're right. No. And there's blood on the floor, on the wall, but there's no... I guess a truck hit it, hit him and it smacked into like the whole wall, (laughs) I guess, which would have been much cooler to see. For sure. Show me that, not the aftermath. (laughs) Right. Anyway, the truck tries to run him over and kind of runs over a pole and hits into the, I don't know, gas station or whatever it is. The girl screams again. He's fine. He gets back to his wife. They hug. They get back in the car and then they drive to the Dixie boy. But the truck starts chasing them. Exactly. Yep. Emilio is then checking the truck. There's the goblin car. The girl spooks him as they walk away. And she's like, you're cute. He plays nonchalant. He goes, you ever see that much nothing at 10 in the morning, hero? I was like, what the fuck are you people babbling about? Yes, this part was really strange because they kind of have a talk about... You you think that these characters have met before. Yeah, to to the point where Chad and I were like, I don't remember him having like a, a former girlfriend or something. It seemed like she was deliberately going to this gas station to find him. Right. She's so overtly interested but that's one of the Stephen King things where every guy who's like it's like Clive Cussler with that fucking character of his where it's like every woman must suck his cock off <laughs> right like yeah. this is clearly what Stephen thinks of himself he's this stoic guy with a grim grizzly past who's bleh. yes yeah yeah what did you get I, the same was, vibe? I just thought it was super awkward it, really awkward and I didn't I didn't understand what they were trying to do if anything and let me ask you this and not to delve too much into your personal life on the show but like you are a much more meek or at least reserved individual your wife is very overt even for that even with your life (laughs) this is super weird right yeah like to the point where i was like uh, like i've never seen a woman be so direct that wasn't immediately a joke where it's like a prank like gotcha you thought i was gonna suck your cock off but instead outside of a porno yeah you're on youtube oh yeah of course outside of a porno (laughs) For sure. All right. And blah, 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 blah. I don't like them. Kids on the street. Sprinkler. All the sprinklers go off in unison. And then they it makes a very well-framed shot where he's it riding does. down the center. And it's like these arching things. It reminded me of like a music video, right? Oh, for sure. Which, again, it's just a really dumb scene that makes no sense. But the visual was kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll take it. I thought it was funny because he was like, he didn't see them. Right. Like they're behind him. And he kind of stops. And he, he's like. Turns around. They shut like, off. Oh, something weird is going on here. It wasn't all those <laughs> dead people. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and you see the sprinkler faucet turn. And that's where Chad and I like lost our minds. I, I started like listing things like what makes something a machine faucet, two pieces of metal, doors, scissors, staple remover. Think of all these things that are very primitive that you have then implicitly said are machines that should be able to kill people. Exactly. What about a zipper? It's more than one piece of articulating metal. <laughs> Yeah. Zip even, that dick. That's a scary movie. Emilio, yeah. <laughs> even when Emilio is uh pumping the gas, the car has like a, a valve that he just the truck turns by itself too. Which Here's is like, outside of the truck. So if it's a pump and the pump can thereby be mechanical or pneumatic or however you want to say it, why can't the we have seen these things move independently without any kind of articulating force? So why couldn't it lift up the hose to fill up the car? Like the, logically right. the it doesn't make sense do it yeah exactly. as the same mechanics as anything else precisely now Stupid i'm going to Steven. freak out so keep going 
<laughs> so the boy goes. Well, this is the dog. Oh, yeah, the dog, too. <laughs> As you're seeing all the dead people everywhere, a girl's like dead from a window choking her. Uh, another guy's dead just hanging out of his uh, VW. Uh, you also see a dog in the street with a toy car in his mouth. Dead. <laughs> you got the headphones guy, the blow dryer woman. These are all like very clever little things that Stephen King did. Like, oh, look how I came up with these ideas for these machines to kill people. You don't get to see the machines kill the people, though, because I blew my budget on a bridge with watermelons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no wait i haven't blown all of it yet i have a lot of explosions to work in because i'm on cocaine and this is the 80s yep jim would you trade in every explosion in this film to watch these people die with these devices most of them i kind of enjoyed them at the end i was like oh this is ridiculous like yeah like did they really just do all that like blow up all that but yeah i'd trade some of it for sure yeah. I'll, I'll take three of the explosions away and get three of these kills. I think that's yeah, there fair. You go. <laughs> All right. And so I, I attributed this kind of like to see uh, his work in uh, Cujo when he's doing all the advertising work for the stupid cereal company. And he's like, ah, oh, look how clever I am. And I was like, you're not clever, Steven. Stick to books. You're not a you're not an ad man. Just like this. You're not a horror guy, like a, a right. visual horror guy. You're, I was I was hoping that the deaths would be more like the Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> Where it's like a series of things working together that are all electronic or like, you know, Final stuff Destination? Like that. Oh, yeah, Final Destination. Jesus Christ. Final I Fantasy. I was like, I was like yeah, Finn? Final Fantasy. Yeah, right. That's what I was like. I definitely misremember this movie. sword coming out. <laughs> Final Destination. Oh, Sorry. Do you know how many people have come to tell me that they're remaking Final Fantasy 7 as if I give a shit, dog? <laughs> I don't have fucking time. I'm too busy adding motherfuckers on Facebook trying to get them to listen to this show. Jimmy cares. I care. I know he cares. I care. <laughs> I give lots of shits. <laughs> so the boy finds his way to a sewer, correct? Sure. And then we cut to the car with the newlyweds again. And they see a la large convoy of the trucks driving around the quickie, whatever. Right? Dixie boy? Yeah. Okay. So they... <laughs> oh, yeah. The hitchhiker girl is changing in the bathroom, right? She uses a toilet. Why doesn't the toilet kill her? Because it could be a machine, right? Yeah. Well, that's my thinking. Anyway, keep I going. I mean, it has a handle. It flushes, whatever. Uh-huh. So they see a big... I'd at least smear shit on her if I was the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> But keep going, Chad. Sorry. Spit water back up. Bah! <laughs> Pull an exorcist. Yeah. So the newlyweds need to get through a giant ring of trucks that are circling the Dixie boy. And the wife's going like, don't do it. And he's like, no, there's an opening. I'm going to make it. They got it. They, they don't, don't make, make it. it. And it's one of the dumbest, like, flipping of a car. <laughs> and this <laughs> is coming. Yeah. Hits the back, like, wheel. And it just, like, flips completely over backwards if, yeah exactly that's Tail the problem <laughs> it's, a, it's a very linear flip even though it would be coming at a, a, or a perpendicular angle so it would flip it sideways not vertically but chad and i have both seen our fair share of the a-team oh yeah in every episode of the first season of the a-team every single one there is a car that flips onto its side yeah even being that desensitized to bad shit i saw this and i was like god damn it this <laughs> is bad well we also skipped over the part in about the bridge where the truck's like stuck on the middle and then the whole axle with the wheels just completely fall off the truck oh, and goes down backwards oh, yeah, and goes down backwards and you're like i don't think that would happen no nope. ever or, or the fact where the truck crushes the uh phone booth yes 
They're not on the same side? Right. What is that? Or oh, then there's another one. I have a question for you. Why doesn't the cash register kill the clerk? Right. God damn it. <laughs> or at least be freaking out. There's so many things that are just not moving at all. And, and it's it's not presented as though they're laying in wait. Right. right. Like if you're the watch band on the guy's wrist, why aren't you cinching to the point where he cuts off circulation and he has a heart attack <laughs> or something? Right. This is these are the things that keep me up at night. So no, I've chosen Jim. Jim, then what happened? Uh, where are we? This is where Emilio saves them in the car. For oh, no yeah, um, reason. Emilio and um Gilbert Grape. Right yeah. out there. Bart. <laughs> and she oh Bart. Straight. Well, she pulls out a, a straight razor from her Oh he does. She he does? gives it to her later, yeah. Oh, does he? But you, you're no, no, correct no. in remembering it. She no, pulls she it out and it gives out. it to him because there, he couldn't get the seatbelt off. Yeah, and her reasoning oh, was so he gives protection. It back. Yeah, because she's oh. the drifter, man. I thought that she gave it to her as like a gift. No, the, she pulls it out of her boots or yeah. something. Does he shave with it at all? He, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I he just like gives he it back. With it, dog. Oh, maybe he does. I don't give a fuck. Like you mean when he's licking the sweat off her forehead? Gross. Rubbing his finger on her sweat and then... I think I made a note about that, though, him being on parole, so he's using a straight razor instead of a knife because he can't be carrying a knife. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Continue, Brian. Oh, I almost <laughs> oh, called him Brian. I miss oh, Brian. Oh, God. No, I don't. Good riddance, you fucking goon. He's dead to us. <laughs> Keep going, Jim. Keep going, uh, new so they, Brian. They pick them up and out of the car, and a crazy lady's screaming in her voice and flipped upside down, um, and they pull them out and then run back. And I don't know. They get back and this is when you get dipshit with the rocket, right? Yeah. Well, is it? The, the truck explodes before running off the hill. If you remember that when it's chasing them because it like jackknifes or whatever. And then, right. it, and then it explodes at the bottom of the hill. And so this is a question I had. How am I supposed to be scared when the girl who, like you mentioned, is screaming is using words like squash? Right. Squash isn't a word that you use. Crush is a word that you use. Squash yes. is like, oh, squash is like if you were a grandma. You're we're going gonna to get squash squashed. some grapes, and we're gonna have some wine. I like to call it vino when I'm with my friend playing bridge because we're just we like to have some fun. We're a little, a little crazy. Yes. So just, this is also where I think one of the trucks is coming directly at them, and this is the first time you see dipshit come out with an anti-tank missile, like an RG, RGP. Yeah. Rocket propelled grenade. Yeah. Rocket propelled grenade. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever use I one in real was... life, then you don't need to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, blows that shit up, right? And what's yeah. do you remember what's in the truck, Jimothy? Toilet paper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chad and I, I were like, I would have cried. You know, Chad and I are sitting there like, ready to rumble. We need to do this movie. <laughs> yes. I need the fan support. You motherfuckers, <laughs> please do this for it's me. It's such a great movie. You need to vote. Send us support for the idea to do a slash action hero episode of the podcast on Ready to Rumble. Hey, we need tons of Patreon. We'll just do Patreon episode of it. I don't think that they're going to want to watch it. So if, <laughs> if you're a patron or whatever, please let us know because I want to do Ready to Rumble so bad. It's one of my favorite movies. It's really good. I mean, there's there's uh, shit in it. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, Sting is in it. That was back when Sting was the crow ripoff. Yeah. Right. The acting is scary. He's homophobic. So <laughs> yes. that's scary. Uh, what else do we have? <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy King pukes on people. Yep. Sal Mandini. That's kind of a horrifying scene. There's crabs in it. Oh, yeah. You got an itchy crotch. <laughs> have you ever seen crabs up close? Hey, you wanna? <laughs> Please. So we have slasherspod at gmail.com. We're at slasherspod on Instagram, at slasherspod on Twitter, which we never use. Uh, no Facebook.com no slash email. Slash you. You're going to have to make a vote thing on Instagram. That's the only way. All right. It's getting done. <laughs> All right. So then this is where. 
The this, girl puts the straight razor in her boot, and it's the worst <laughs> acting ever. And she's he he says, "If I put my arm around you." Would you stick me with that thing? You can't stick someone with a straight razor, you idiot. It doesn't have a point. <laughs> but as she edge. does correct him on it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Keep going. Okay, then we oh, also... Oh, this is where she crowbars she in the title of the film. Yes. She says, they've been Mac. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and she's all like happy and sultry, and then instantly she's crying, and then she's fine. It's very strange. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know if the scene's in between this one or after... But then you get Emilio going into the bathroom to talk to the fat guy while he's taking a shit. And he's totally just like, kind of like yeah. what I sound like right now. Every I don't know if you guys can hear it, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> duck butt. <laughs> yeah. Lots of duck butt. Well, one thing I liked going back was that he's shorter than she is, which is funny. Yes, Him definitely. Being, Emilio. But yeah, when it goes to that scene, basically the guy who's shitting is like, I'm so desperate to be left the fuck alone. I'll tell you about the secret cache of weapons underneath this diner. <laughs> if you let me shit in peace, mighty duck boy. And Emilio is like, well, what does he have down there? What does he have? And the fat guy's like, everything. Yeah. And then we cut to that scene in the desert from T2. Da, 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 da. When they pull the fucking thing and there's the mini gun and there's the T-800 lifts the kid by his suspenders and they have that tearful moment. You remember that? You remember that movie, right? Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. Dude, that's one of my favorite movies too. Dude, so good. But hot take, Robocop's better than any Terminator film, even though it came later and it used the Terminator theme in its trailer. Did you not? Nope. You're welcome. I disagree, but okay. <laughs> this oh. is not an opinion. <laughs> it's damn facts. I, okay, so are you saying that RoboCop is not as good as T2 or T1 and T2? Or T1? Uh, I think T2. Okay, I'll allow that. I could definitely see how. Especially given your age. Because you're old as fuck. And you would have been a kid when that came out kidding all right let's move on so oh the plane's flying which has the flight of the valkyries the little kid hides in the, the bush doesn't do anything makes no, no sense Pointless. a lot of wasted money for a plane to fly over <laughs> it's so dumb i, I guess uh, the only thing i took from it was that maybe it was being referential to the end of trucks which in the short story uh, the guy who's emilio is looking up in the sky and he sees the planes flying and he wonders if there's even people in it and that's the end of the short story super dumb stupid so oh yeah oh then they fuck oh no wait you find out that Emilio went to jail for grabbing a liquor store he threatened the boss with a gun why would you store a loaded firearm yeah but he just picks a random gun and the owner's like oh my god so they all must be loaded which is crazy I mean it's (laughs) crazy to have a fucking bazooka but yeah right definitely not a fan I always get really critical of poor firearm safety and uh yeah, this is where you and I are like both out loud. Like, why doesn't the gun shoot at him? Like, exactly. If the gun is in the business of killing people, they should all just kill him. Oh, I'm sorry. It has to be attached to a random truck and then it shoots people. Right. So stupid. <laughs> so then Which it you're still pulling a trigger. Ugh! Emilio Estevez takes Bart Simpson and raw dogs him. <laughs> oh, my God. Which makes Bart Simpson reply. You sure make love like a hero. Fuck oh. you. God damn it. Nobody ever said that in real life. Never. Because I would know. Because if somebody said it, it would be my <laughs> wife to me. <laughs> Shut at you. Oh. They look out the window. Now and she's going to say it and you're going to know it's fake. I would rather have it be fake than nothing <laughs> at all. 
then just silence and rolling over and going to sleep. Yeah, this is where the, just a little bit of weeping. You know, I'm the one weeping. She's the one who's like, pull it together, bitch. Are you the one that cries after and you ask to be held? Yeah. Just, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just wondering. It's okay. Like, I just try and make sure I don't have beans on night. So I'm going to be the little spoon. <laughs> Anyway, they look out the window, they see the green glowing light, and then she's like, oh, you know, it's funny, I think I totally realized that we're in the tail of a comet, and I know exactly yes. it's going to be seven days. Let me be the smartest character and just randomly give you the entire time frame and plot. And then he comes up with some stupid idea, and she says, and I quote, you not only fuck like a hero, but you are a genius. Yep. <laughs> On what butt-fucking crazy Twilight Zone planet is that? Oh. That makes no fucking sense. Yep. You guys aren't as upset about this. Oh, I just feel it deeply. Right. The jukebox breaks. There's a Danny McBride lookalike who's flirting with the waitress and she leaves screaming and she said, we made you. We expected some loyalty. <laughs> and that's how I feel. My daughter puts shit in the trash can or flips the dog food bowl or whatever. I'm going to just start yelling that at her all the time. Dude, you have so much more to look forward to. Oh, I can't wait. Not. Uh, they so this is where we also hear the Bible salesman. Like moaning across the way into a ditch, and they're like, "We're gonna go save that piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> because reasons." Which I actually like way better in the story, the short story. The like, oh yeah, girl, no, no, that's he, yeah. I agree with you totally. Go for it then. No, continue. I just had to agree with you before you said it. Okay, perfect. I'm glad. <laughs> Not only is he a prima donna, but he's also a precognitive. Mm -hmm. There we go. So. In the book, the guy is dying in the ditch, and the girl is like, do you hear that? And he goes, no, I don't hear that. And he looks at the boy, because they're all sleeping, and he's like, and if you wake him up, he might hear that. And basically, the guy's like, look, you're going to put everybody's lives in jeopardy for that fucking guy? Shut the fuck up. Yep. Sit the fuck down. Don't say a fucking <laughs> word. And she just sits there, and they listen to him die. Yep. And he says, do you hear it? And she goes, no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's great. Super dark, but well, like that's, that's real what, life. Yeah, if, like that's like the most like real world thing. Like if you're really that afraid, you're not gonna go help the plucky guy who's also a molester. What yes, is that? I will tip my hat to Stephen King for that part only. You're not wearing a hat, Chad. Oh, sorry. I'll flick my nipple. Ooh, <laughs> so scintillating. So this is where you get the weird um, scene oh, where. Emilio references to the old joke. You can't get there from here. Would you like to hear the joke that's referring to? Because I had no, I had never heard this fucking joke. Yes. Yes. Let's hear it. A traveler on a country road comes to a creek where the bridge has been swept away by a recent flood. The traveler sees an old farmer standing next to where the bridge used to be and asks, is there a way to backtrack and find somewhere else to get across the creek? The farmer responds, yep, just go back up two miles, turn right and no, go back one mile and turn left. The farmer stops for a minute, shrugs his shoulders, scratches his head, and then says to the traveler, come to think of it, you can't get there from here. Uh, that's a joke. Yep. Oh, all right. So then he, Emilio Estevez <laughs> goes and descends into a sewer where he belongs after using a joke reference like that. And with yes. the with the newlywed, we didn't mention he's a pee pee fetishist in full and vivid detail. So in the first scene with him in the car with the wife, he's talking about she needs to pee, which is why they stop. I realized. Yep. And he's like, oh, can I go in there? Can I watch you? 
And then they go in the sewer and he's talking about filth and he's like, ooh, yeah, what's it taste like? And then when they get out of the sewer, he's like, wasn't that the best time you ever had? What the fuck? Yes, because we forgot we were going to name him and we were going to name him Golden R. Kelly. R. Kelly, that's right. R. Kelly. Oh. Fist bump over that one again. Yes. That's, oh. that's a good one. That's, that's all Chad. I was calling him Golden Showers. He said, we can call him R. Kelly. And we did a fist bump earlier and we just did another one. Do you want a fist bump with Chad for it? Oh, I like that. Very nice. I like when my best friends fist each other in front of me. <laughs> they had gross. And the kid so finds they, the corpse of the guy. Yes. And he looks like the well, grandpa. Well, he's not a corpse yet. Shut up. That's the point is that it's a jump scare. Oh, is so, it? I, I, thought he, no, I thought he hears him the whole time. No, I thought that he thinks he's dead and then he yeah, pops up. Oh, that's right. Like he does think his, he's dead. That's he puts right. his head on his chest and he's like listening for a heartbeat or yeah, whatever. And his eyes are open, right? Weren't they like weird? I don't know. Whatever. Fuck, Chad. I thought it was stupid. Weird. Come on, Chad. Come on. The whole scene's stupid. Come on, Chad. Whole scene. Come on. Vegan. Come on, Chad. Shove it. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Sorry. Then what happens, Jimbo? So the guy pops up and grabs him by the leg. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly didn't know. I'm like, is he supposed to be. Well, just half dead, or is he like? Has he come back somehow? I'm not quite all right. the way dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling quite better. Yeah, he's mostly dead, <laughs> and he's just like hanging on to the kid's leg, and the little kids like dragging him. He drag me, <laughs> and right. the dumb goes and dies anyway. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> and he's threatening to kill him. Yeah. So annoying. Keep going. <laughs> and at this point, Emilio and and the newlywed come out and. Or they first they stop and they're like Emilio's like that's Deke's kid yeah yeah <laughs> who gives a shit just go save the child and like they're sitting there like staring at that's Deke's kid oh also his dad got run over by a truck he so he he sprayed himself <laughs> in the eyes of gasoline then gets hit by a truck but when he goes from under the truck he rolls sideways again perpendicular showing the physics don't make any sense continue Jim <laughs> so they they go and pull the guy off of the kid. And then put him back in the, the sewer and go back. And the kid's whatever. like, is my dad okay? And Emilio just doesn't say the anything. Silence, a couple times, too. Silent treatment. Super <laughs> awkward. And they get, so they get back and um, uh, the guy, the boss. Dipshit. Dipshit. was like super insensitive. Yes. He waits what until. What did he say? He waits until everyone's around the boy. <laughs> And then dipshit, just pretty much, yeah. He says, yeah, your dad's dead. I forget what he said, but it's super, super raw. Uh, somebody calls him a shithead for it. And then he's like, but you were all just going to lie to him. So I was like, honestly, it mightn't be insensitive, but at least it was honest. Yeah, yeah true. Because they weren't saying anything. Yeah. They're just giving them, giving him a look. So then the turret jeep shows up and the, bull de- the bulldozer teams up with it. The boss hits the, the tractor with a bazooka and then he doesn't get shot. And then the squibs hit some strange dude, or sort of the squibs fire off and the strange dude behind him. Uh, and I was saying to Chad, the reason that didn't go off in Boss Hog was probably because A, it hurts, and B, they already wasted so much money on the flying watermelons. Yeah, right? but it was but, so noticeable and it was, it was difficult because he's such a dick and you want him to die and you want to see the bullets go in and nothing. You just like turn and it's like, oh yeah, he's covered in blood. Okay. The other guy's practically that fuck from the conference room in Robocop when he gets <laughs> blown up by Ed 209. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Somebody call an ambulance. <laughs> I wanted to yell that last night, but I wouldn't want to wake up my baby. <laughs> so the waitress then does the same goddamn rant about oh, we made you. We deserve sympathy. And But she pulls out the rocket and does not reload it or they do not show her reload it at all. Because reasons. Because reasons. And this is where 
you get the uh, Jeep honking in Morse code. And the kid's like, I know that because I have a merit badge. How many fucking movies have you seen where kids are just like, oh, I have a merit badge for that. I know it is. <laughs> yes. I know electrical engineering. I know first aid. <laughs> it's my new character. Who had a lot of nasal voice and no consonant sounds in the voice he makes. <laughs> so the Morse code is that somebody must pump uh, them gas and they won't be harmed. And Emilio's like, okay. And this is where you get the heart to heart between Emilio and the green goblin truck. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was expecting the Morse code to translate to give me your clothes, your boots, boots. and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> There's your T2 reference. Fuck Perfect. boy. Loved Fuck it. boy. Loved it. Awesome. So then they, they start pumping gas. Yeah. And Emilio Estevez is very tired from pumping gas oh all day. God. With huge blisters all over his hands. <laughs> and it's like 100 degrees outside. I'm like, bitch, it was 100 when I woke up yesterday. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, in Oregon, you can't pump your own gas, and there's people that do that all the time for you, all day. And I'm like, hey, they don't complain. So (laughs) I was once in Oregon, and the guy was pumping my gas, right? He's like, you want to know how I can tell that you're from California? And I was like, my license plate? And he goes, oh, other than that, he's like, it's the fact that you tipped me. People here don't tip. And I was like, okay. You could have just said thank you. Yeah, I don't think they're allowed to accept tips. They took it. Oh, ooh, nice. I hope I didn't just narc on someone like an asshole. <laughs> the guy gets fired seven years later. If he's still working there, I'd be sorry for him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's have some aspirations, good sir. Right. All right, Jimbo. Okay. Then um, what happened? This is way back, but when the, the trucks first started killing people, I think it was when they, they killed the, the boy's dad. Dickhead was like, are you going to clock out? It was just before his, the dad went off. Yes, that's oh, right, right, like, right. right. Yo, yeah, he's like, are you gonna are you gonna clock out? Because you're not clocking back in ever. Yeah, like like things aren't killing people right now. Yes, yes. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought That's it was good. funny. Doesn't he say "Go fuck yourself" or something like that? There's like there's a line as he's walking off before he dies. <laughs> yeah, I think Which, so. Me as a yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, boy. he resigned his employment, so everything that happens from here on out, even if it's on the employer's premises, is not arising out of or in the course of employment. <laughs> You saw it. Yeah, this was also that that death was also a sneaky truck one where it's like, oh, hey, I'm gonna turn around and blind, and then it's like, ramp, you got ran over. I really want to play the Pink Panther theme while that <laughs> truck is creeping up. Can you do it in the tone of a diesel? Hong 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 hong. Better or worse are the same. <laughs> so much better. Okay. So Emilio then tricks the Jeep. He like comes up to it and he says, like, yo, mama, something. And he spins the fucking turret around, <laughs> thus creating a spray fire, jeopardizing everybody's lives, and throws a grenade <laughs> under it. They duck underneath the bar. It blows up. Hooray. Then what happens? Then the trucks just start destroying everything, right? Yep. Oh, also before that. There's a scene where he's like got heat stroke or whatever, and Bart Simpson's like, let me cool you off, baby kids. Oh, you're still a hero, even though you're a total gaping man. Yet she was out there all day, too, pumping gas. Exactly. <laughs> Women are the fiercer sex. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Hey, she's taller than him. She's bigger than him. Hell yeah. She's a lioness. She's going to take that cum. She's going to make a baby. Oh, yeah. Anybody? I have no follow up to she's going to take that cum and make that baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> So then they just fucking go, oh, we should just totally go to the ocean. Yes. Okay. Our boat engines machines, our sails machines, because there's carabiner clips and all sorts of stuff, right? Our rudders machines, our oars machines, or are they not? Yep. 
And then they go, they make their way to the parking lot of the beach. And Brad is like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to steal this ring at first. At first, I legitimately thought with Stephen King's track record that he was going to fuck her head. <laughs> I was like, or at least like allude to it, you know, but it didn't really happen. I, I was going back to street trash when the boss has sex with the lady. <laughs> oh, it's so dirty. But he's just taking the ring and then it's his comeuppance, right? This is, yes, this is the Green Goblin is a parable for Jesus Christ. <laughs> Because he <laughs> creates swift retribution. But who the hell is Emilio? Emilio's Satan. He okay. gets away. He's the uh, morning star Lucifer who blows up <laughs> Jesus. Haven't you read the gospel according to Stephen King? <laughs> they don't have it in an audiobook form, which is probably why you haven't so, done yeah, it. So yeah, I have not done it. Oh, god damn it. Well, somebody please. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I completely we missed a few things. Yeah, the fact that the entire fucking thing explodes. Yeah. Yes. My bad. Jim, why don't you tell about us earlier. about that? I was about to. But that was like all the explosions. Yes. Right? Yes. It was just like 10 times everything put together. I love when the trucks are throwing the temper tantrum, like tearing down the awnings. It's yep. super cute. You're like, oh, you're you're mad. <laughs> and it's also like you're not getting any more gas. Like they're destroying everything. That's... And then that's also when the big uh, tractor starts destroying the other car. And you're like, oh. Yeah, right. It's like your same team. Vehicle on vehicle. Yeah, violence. <laughs> and then we come to the plane and the bus. Oh, so cute. Yep. Want to stick it straight up out of it? <laughs> okay. Oh, so stupid. I love it. It's my favorite part of this movie. I just, Kidding. I mean, hopefully there's a whole bunch of people in that bus. That's right. the only reason, right? Well, it's a school bus. So you just talked about infanticide. Perfect. High five. <laughs> See, he fits in just like one of us. You better watch your back, Brian. <laughs> what, what is the, what happens next, new Brian? Uh, <laughs> See the kid. kid if you're gets watching his on YouTube and I just like shrank, it's because I'm tying my shoe, even though I'm not walking. There you go. So kid gets revenge for his dad. Does oh, he? Oh no. Does he really? Yeah, he totally evens <laughs> the score oh my there. God. A truck runs his dad <laughs> over, and they go to a burger shop, and he shoots the stupid menu and he's like that's for my dad not the thing that killed your dad friend because <laughs> clearly this isn't a hive mind situation because these things work independently and in direct contradiction to each other so this is not a hive mind these are separate individualized things so he shoots something else for his dad just right. want to make sure that's something clear. that is not a threat other than saying human alert yeah, yeah. they totally did not give this kid they, what he uh, needed at the end no, not Swift kicking the ass. Yeah, he should have been the one to kill. At exactly, the, end. the Green Goblin. But um, so after the fast food, he he they continue on. You see the sign for the marina. I think at this point. Yep. And this we're like, okay, so they're going, and then the ice cream truck, and they're like, who was it that that ran out with Bart? Was it the newlywed? I don't remember. It was the newlywed went ran out there, and then his gun didn't work or something. There you go. And then Bart runs out, and she's pew pew pew. You know, yeah, with uh, some nine millimeter and the yeah. ice cream track blows up. <laughs> as a as a guy who played Twisted Metal pretty briefly as a kid, I was like, "That's not how that works at all." <laughs> fire truck, or excuse me, fire trucks, ice cream trucks—the exact antithesis of a fire truck—don't blow up that easily. And then they get they get to the marina, and everybody's going going on the boat. boat. And Emilio's like, "What does he say?" He says it was that one or something. Where he's like the the boat that he had in mind. Yeah, he just points to like a random boat. You're like, oh, okay. Whichever. Yeah. Which he was just saying he needed to get to the marina, not like he knew which boat. Yeah, I right. don't know. They made yeah, no sense. Like he's not the owner of the boat. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, 
dumbass stops and steals a ring because, you know, there's not a lot of those things around anymore. Right. And uh, we have another sneaky truck. Yes. Well, this is the goblin truck. The goblin truck. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Like you didn't hear it coming. Yep. He finds that guy. Yep. And then Emilio (laughs) comes out with the the rocket launcher. His moment (laughs) of glory here. And blasts it. Yep. It drives through it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, it lived. It's going to keep going. He's going to shoot another rocket. Nope, it just wheels slowly to death. Right. Well, it's weird because the whole thing with the guy going to get the ring, he's very close to the boat where they're at. Yeah. And the truck runs him over. But then Emilio's just like, oh, hey, I shoot the rocket. And it's, it's the truck's super far away again. Like a football field yeah. at least. It's yeah. like Mon- Monty Python like- where they're like running and it just keeps going backwards <laughs> and backwards. Which Kung Pao Enter the Fist completely ripped off, but was so fun to see on film again. <laughs> so then we get the end credit. Two days after, a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian, quote, weather satellite, which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and a class four nuclear missile. (laughs) Approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of the Rea M, exactly as predicted. The survivors are still true survivors. What the fuck? (laughs) Stay in your lane, bitch. Is it aliens? Is it a comet? Why is it a comet? Like, just pick one. Why'd you overcomplicate it with this nonsensical bullshit? Take your Raya M and shove it up your <laughs> hemorrhea ass. I think he was trying to do the new version of like zombie movies where they show tons of different ways that it could have the reason why zombies are about. Yeah. He's like trying to be clever going, oh, it could have been this. Oh, it could have been that. It's just stupid. Yeah. And the, the real villain is the fucking Russians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So let's get to it. Classic, trashic, tragic, Jim. He probably needs clarification. Classic being good, good. Trashic being good, bad. And tragic being bad, bad. Trashic. Yep. I think we're all on that same boat. It's nowhere near Blood Diner at all. Even with like you adding the cultural impact and whatever. It's just, it's not there. But it's fucking fun. Like it's, here's the thing. Like we're kind of like naysaying it. But I'd rather watch this than a lot of other shit. Like I, I had, I turned off an episode of Stranger Things. We watched this. I don't feel like that was like a huge step down. It was just a lateral shift where I was like, oh, I still enjoy this. It's just not as good. Yeah. You don't feel like you're wasting your time. Exactly. This is not something where I want my money back. I want my time back. You know, Stephen King and I, if I met him, I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, you suck and I hate you. I would just be like, oh, you ever going to learn how to do an ending, my friend? (laughs) So with that, oh shit, Jim. You don't have a last action line. You don't have something to send off these motherfuckers with. So I'm going to cue over to Chad. He's going to say his. You come up with something amazing or you're demoted back to intern. (laughs) Got it? (laughs) Chad. Enjoy killing time. Until next week. Jim. I'm going to fuck this up so bad. Do, 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 do. I've got nothing. It's all right. He did this to me too. Eat my shorts, fuck boys. Yeah, that works. That works so well. Wow, you better remember that for next time. And for Jim, for Chad, for Brian, who's not here, for Stephen King, for anybody who gives a shit, I am Jake, your humble host, begging you, groveling with you, please spread this word like wildfire. Chad and I were talking before the show that when it comes to horror fans online, 
a lot of us reach out to people online because we don't have other friends in real life who watch horror, who love horror. It's a very isolating experience sometimes. I am fortunate enough to have three of my best friends be willing to talk about these things. I know that a lot of sharing goes on online. So please, if you know somebody online, send them a link to our bullshit show. I'd like to build a community. I'd like to build our own Facebook group or our own subreddit or something where we have a community of people that we can kind of foster and show what a positive place this can be. So far, the outpouring of support has been great. I really appreciate what you've already done. I'm asking you to go one step further. That being said, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash slashers pod. We have an Instagram, we have a Facebook, we have all of these things to keep you advised of what's going on and try and entertain you throughout the day. I try and come up with dumb memes that you'll enjoy. And if you don't like it, you don't have to look at it, but you know, stay subscribing because whatever. Instagram's algorithm almost ensures that you're not going to see it unless I pay for it. So whatever. Uh, anything I'm missing, Jed? Nope, that's about it. Perfect. We have shirts coming out. We have pins that I've talked about, but I'm now in crippling debt from doing the whole new audio interface. So we'll get back to it. <laughs> I will go and remind you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. Do the fart. Okay, let's do let's do a barbershop trintet. Uh, we're going to do the fart. You, you fart high, I'll fart medium. Chad, you fart low. Ready? All right. One, two, three. You totally overloaded the mic. <laughs> <laughs>